The situation that is the 2022 New South Wales flood crisis continues with the clean-up and restoration of dignity that is affecting all those in the region of Lismore and other parts of northern New South Wales. On the ground getting a first-hand experience of the devastation at the time was our guest on the podcast today, the New South Wales Shadow Minister for Emergency Services, Jihad Dib. Fortuitously, Jihad also holds the state shadow climate change portfolio, and in our discussion we talk about how his two areas have overlapped to produce such a crisis and what can we expect going forward. Jihad Dib, thank you so much for joining us on the PSA podcast today. Really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure, Jim. Thanks for having me and uh, thanks to all your members for the outstanding work that you always do. Fantastic. Mate, uh, you recently visited the flood crisis up in northern New South Wales. Can you tell us, you know, wh- where were the areas that you visited and what was your first impression of the devastation? Well, uh, yeah, so I got up there. It was the uh, first chance that I could get up there um, went into went into Ballina and then drove down to Lismore. So I got to see a bit along the way, but but Lismore in particular is where I spent most of the day there with Janelle and uh, with some other locals as well. Uh, I suppose my first impression was just the sheer volume of devastation. Um, I'd seen many pictures, I'd seen videos, but there's nothing like seeing it in person, mate. Nothing like actually smelling it. There's a smell of the mud as it's drying that really permeates um, by that point, the time I got there, most of the water, well, the water by and large had receded from most of the places, but you could see the high water mark. And, you know, when people say 14 metres, 15 metres, you get a bit of a rough idea, but when you actually see the building and you see the water mark as, as high as it goes, then you get a, get a better understanding of what it's like. But uh, for me, the everlasting memory that I'll have in the image is actually driving through the streets and seeing people's belongings out the front of their house and I'm talking about everything and so I mean like, you don't get it until you see it when you start seeing people who put their clothing outside the photo albums televisions everything you could possibly imagine in a house is outside and I thought wow that's somebody's whole life just on the side of the road there that that, that was just the the amazing thing that I saw and uh, you know look what was really inspiring, and I'll talk more about this a little bit later, was just the, the community effort. You know, I saw a, a sense of resilience. I felt it, that there was this determination by the community to do whatever they could. But, but gosh, you know, to see what I saw, I could never have pictured it. And I never understood it unless I actually got there and saw it myself, smelt it myself, met people myself. That's the value of going up. Um, you know, to a place straight away rather than making commentary to actually understand what it's like. The following is Jihad's raw reaction as he appeared in a Facebook video alongside state member for Lismore, Janelle Safin. We know what's happened with the floods, but I never ever expected the magnitude of what I've seen. I'm just seeing this, and I cannot believe it, Janelle. This is people's lives literally outside on the grass, it's it, it's been an incredible day. You've got a strong community, you've been outstanding, but it's, my goodness, it's tough. Look, it's heartbreaking for people because, you know, we're talking about getting rid of waste and rubbish, but it's people's lives, as you said, out on the streets. And people need all the support we can muster, all the support we give them to rebuild their lives. Now, you know, in your shadow portfolio, you are, your area is emergency services. Um, so, you know, what did you witness 
from the community volunteers um, and working in conjunction with the SES, uh, that was so amazing but but really could have done with a bit more government involvement, do you think? Well, I'll, I'll say this. To the community and to the volunteers and to the SES especially, and we saw some incredible images of the SES who got out there whenever they could, but also then the community-led response where people actually got into their own boats and kayaks and whatever else they could do to try and support people. So to them, I say a big thank you. I think I don't think we could ever thank them enough because obviously the, the actions that they took was, saved, was what saved so many lives. As the floods progressed, state and federal agencies were making decisions that often overlapped and sometimes conflicted in the rescue efforts. What was made clear was that there wasn't a coordinated singular source for decision making. What happened in terms of the coordination? What happened in terms of that response in the initial flooding? I know that um, there wasn't an expectation that the water would rise as high as it did, but it did. Mm. Why did it get to the point where people have had to try and rescue each other um, you know, using kayaks or tinnies or whatever it was they could. Why was it that we couldn't actually get a whole government response straight away? And what would we have done if those local community volunteers and the locally based SES were not able to be there? So I think um, we've really got to have a look at that. We, you know, we've got to be conscious of what's happened and we've got to say, how do we stop this from happening again? What lessons do we learn from this? And how do we make sure that we actually position our society as best as we possibly can so that we don't have these similar situations. Um, you know, and we'll be prosecuting that in many different ways. Part of it, obviously, through some sort of an, you know, there's an inquiry. Uh, part of it will be to have a look at the finer details. But at this point in time, the most important thing is that we just help the communities get back almost on their feet. And this is a really long, long journey. This is not, this, this is not something that just is going to be sorted out within a few weeks. Jihad, you're also the Shadow Portfolio Minister for Climate Change. Um, you know, is this an example where your two portfolios kind of uh, sort of accentuate one another, where one answers the questions of the other? Is this an issue that will be going forward in the future, uh, the risks of uh, climate change activities causing natural disasters on communities? I, I think I think anybody who still questions the fact that there is climate change, um, you know, is, is obviously not looking at what's going on around them. Climate change is real and it's here. And we're seeing more often um, these natural disasters, whether it's with the flooding, whether it's with the fires, whether it's with drought. We've lived it. We've lived this over the last three or four years, the constant cycle. We keep hearing the phrase, you know, this is unprecedented. This is the biggest ever. This is not expected. It actually is. And this is now becoming part of our regular I suppose, our regular climate. So it's so important that we make sure that we address the action on climate change to try and at least stop or minimise this. Look, I'm, I know there's always been floods and I know there's always been fires and I know there's always been droughts, but not in the succession that we've had and not with the severity that we've had uh, on a regular basis. I mean, Lismore, if you have a look at it, it had the big floods only five, or, I think it was five years ago, yeah. 2017. Yep. I'm basic maths there. Um, it shouldn't have had another flood this soon if we have a look at the you know a continuum of time. But you know, we've got to prepare for the emergency responses and we've got to prepare for natural disaster responses. But part of the thing that we also really need to make sure that we do is that we try and do whatever we can to, to avert these disasters from taking place. And I really think that the two line up together really well. Action on climate change will then hopefully res result in less 
need for emergency services. And then at the same point, that if we do need those emergency services, we need to be much better coordinated than we've proven to be at this time. I don't think every couple of years you can keep saying, this is unprecedented, this has never happened before, and not question the fact that part of the reason, and a big part of the reason that this is happening, is the fact that we haven't actually addressed climate change. We know the climate's changing, but we've got an opportunity right now to make some serious changes that are still going to take you know, many, many years but it will try and realign the planet and you know Mother Nature as it should be, because I think what we've done is we've just we just let it get to a point where we just accepted this is going to be normal, but this this cannot be the new normal. We can't have a situation like this where you know we've got this flood now. Does that mean that in you know a year's time, God forbid, we have another bushfire? And we say, oh look, you know it's just a bushfire season. These are the things that happen as a result of the climate change and the fact that our climate is changing and. You know, people talk about the idea that global warming, so of course, you know, they, they're cheeky when it's, when it's a cold day, they go, oh, so much for global warming. That's not the point. The point is climate change. The climate is changing. Our regularity of seasons is not what it used to be. Our temperatures, we see spikes going up and then big drops. We see rain. I mean, we go through periods of rain and then we just get a whole heap of rain. We're not getting that consistency mm. that shows we've got a healthy planet. As of recording, the cleanup continues in Lismore. The region is relying on the strength of its community as it sifts through the devastation of the destroyed lives lying in waste on the footpaths. The community will get there, particularly around our Northern Rivers area. They will get there, but it's going to be a really tough road and we need to just make sure that we stand shoulder to shoulder with them. From the opposition's point of view, we need to make sure that we keep supporting them to ensure that whatever government assistance is being promised, actually gets delivered and people can be back into their homes and try and get onto a life as best as possible and making sure that we address any situation that could mitigate these things reoccurring in the future. So thanks a lot for having me, Jim, and thanks again to your members and, you know, wishing everybody who's been affected by the floods all the very best in the recovery. Protect yourself at work. Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au.